screwed up comics. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Screwed Up Comics Podcast. Uh, I want to start this episode by saying if you have access to the vaccine, which based on the analytics of this podcast, 99.5% of you do. uh, If you haven't gotten it by choice and you also go and or I should say go out in public with no mask no more. I want you to hit pause on this podcast. I want you to go to your bedroom. And then I want you to fuck yourself. And then I want you to fuck yourself one more time. Then I want you to go get vaccinated twice. Get both shots. Buy a box of masks. Wear them in public. Come back home. And then fuck yourself one more time for fucking having waited this time. Motherfuckers. You dumb dipshits. Wear your fucking mask in fucking public and get your fucking vaccine. Dumb, spoiled, fucking Americans. Dipshits. Get your fucking vaccines and fucking masks, motherfuckers. Anyways, for the rest of you beautiful people that are vaccinated and wear masks because you're not a selfish piece of goddamn shit welcome to screwed up comics episode number five today's topic is very fun for me because uh it directly impacted my re-entry back into comics um as i've stated in, in past episodes i started reading comics when i was about seven or eight you know basically when i could read Comics back in those days, you know, this is before Netflix, this is before parents could just pawn you off onto onto a phone while they did stuff. Back in the day when, when my parents used to take me out for all day errands, I either had a transformer that I would transform between a car and robot all day long. And then they take me to the comic book store again back then. New comic book day was Friday. So we'd go, get comic books, read those things inside and out. And I did keep up with lots of things. If I started collecting something in number one, or if I started collecting something in any issue, uh, like Iron Man, I started collecting in the middle of, I mean, Iron Man was, was a, was a leap. I mean, it was nothing. I mean, it was a nothing title back then. And for the most part, Without Chris Cantwell right now, it would also be a nothing fucking title. Um, you know, I had that, all the Ultimate Universe stuff, uh, Straczynski's Amazing Spider-Man run. <clears throat> there was a Captain Marvel run back then on the original Marvel. You know, those are things that I collected back then. And then, like... Pretty much every podcast host that I've listened to that does comics podcast, they've, you know, started as kids, you know, the same way I did and got to a certain part of high school where, you know, uh, getting boozed up and, and, and seeing some boobies obviously took precedent over, uh, you know, whatever the fuck you were reading in, in the Marvel Universe or the DC Universe. <clears throat> and as I stated in the first episode, it went from weekly reading on every title that I can get my hands on to just stopping one day. And... Then several years later, by like 10 years later, 
as I said in in the first podcast, walking into to America's oldest comic book store and just and just smelling the comic book paper brought me back and and got me into it again. The 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 walls of of trades, the walls of key issues, the walls of new releases, the walls of Funkos, everything, man. It it just it sucked me back in the minute I walked into that store. And so at that point, you know, I bought another copy of Watchmen. I don't know what happened to the first few that I had. I bought that. My cousin got me uh, the first volume of uh, Black Monday Murders, which to me, as I've said, is the greatest comic book arguably of all time for me. Uh, Got that, came back. And, and really just kind of dove into it. Uh, you know, I was collecting Daniel Way's uh, Venom Run when uh, I was a kid before I had stopped collecting. And so when I came back, I didn't know who Donny Cates was, but I just saw that there was a Venom title. So I started reading it because I liked Venom. Uh, Fantastic Four. Really like Fantastic Four. So I started reading the Hickman Fantastic Four. Not in any kind of continuity. I didn't know continuity back then. Um, So, you know, Daredevil, my favorite title of all time. You know, I I pretty much had read a lot of that stuff as, as a youngin, but not in any kind of order. It was, you know, I read the Kevin Smith eight issues i read a bunch of the the frank miller issues but not in any particular order my my brother just had the trades so it was just kind of whatever book i picked up that day and so when i got back into comics and i started going through the marvel universe one thing that i used as the major milestone was jonathan hickman's secret wars so to the extent that I needed to read things to make those nine issues of that event the best possible reading experience, that's what I invested in and did. And 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 that now brings us to the crux of this topic, which is <clears throat> how much continuity is enough? How much money when you're somebody like me that that only will read hard copies that you don't read digitally how much of this shit is too much at what point does the cost outweigh the benefit and you know what i'll say for me is there are certain collections and or floppy runs that i collected that i scored on great in terms of price and then on the flip side, there are those same things, collected editions and floppy runs that I scored extremely shitty on in terms of price. But I was so determined to finish the the whatever I had started in Ultimate Marvel as 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 a child before I broke I say child, but you know, I was in eighth grade or whatever. I get, yeah, kid, you're a kid. Eighth grade, you're a fucking kid. Ninth grade, you're a fucking kid. Uh, back then, thirteen years old when I when I stopped, fourteen years old. It was Mar- It was Ultimate Marvel was the hotness. So, you know, finishing that universe out and all, and towards the end of Ultimate Spider Man and just all the events. You had Cataclysm, Death of Spider Man. Uh, uh, Man, Doomsday. Just it just went on and on and on and on, on bullshit. That the Galactus trilogy. I mean, just shit they made you. I mean, a lot of it was really great reading, but at the same time, it was it was so obvious. You know, back then when Ultimate Marvel started, it was a huge hit, and then it went into this huge lull for several years. And then when Bendis came back and decided they were going to kill Ultimate Spider-Man, that's when it became a hit again. And that's also where you get Miles Morales. 
So for somebody that had seen the Spider-Verse and I never read comics involving Miles Morales, I was very interested in reading the continuity that led up to his creation and in the things that brought him into, you know, Marvel 616 proper. Marvel 616. Alan Moore uh, created the name uh, 616 Universe for Marvel in uh, Miracle Man. Uh, But the reason he used 616 was because that was the original mark of the beast it was the original 666 and he knew that nobody would notice if he used that (laughs) relative to the 666 obviously and so apparently true satanist the sacred parchment for those fucking people uh it talks about how 616 was the original mark of the beast. And that's why Alan Moore used that, knowing that Marvel editorial wouldn't catch it. And now it's just, <laughs> it's Marvel canon and they embrace it, but they definitely don't define where the fuck that, you know, the, that number came from. And, uh, and so I always thought that was that was one of the more fascinating uh, tidbits about Marvel lore was was the fact that Alan Moore got one over on on an I mean just on an entire publisher by uh, by by getting them to embrace what apparently apparently is is the original. Mark of Satan. Woo, Alan Moore's crazy, man. Well, fuck with that wizard. Anyways, back to the show. On my way to Secret Wars by Hickman, I'm somewhat of a completionist and a perfectionist in that aspect, so I wanted to know all, all of how the Ultimate Universe ended up folding into Marvel proper and then also wanted to read all of Marvel proper leading up to Secret Wars. So that included, you know, for example, Dan Slott through Superior Spider-Man and nothing past it is what I found out. Um, You know, certain X-Men titles and different kind of things that I, I basically was just like, okay, what... What came, what came before Secret Wars that sounds great that I want to read? And a lot of the time, it didn't even need to sound great. I just read it because it came before Secret Wars. And I felt like, well, I wanted to know all of continuity. Again, I am somebody that is a completionist. And when you're a completionist that likes to read comics in hard copy, the cost then, you know, skyrockets. I mean, thank God for a website called schminschmocktrades.com. You know, if they want to pay me, I'll, I'll I'll decode the message. But you know, they they you know that website allowed me to, you know, at a, in a very cost-effective manner, if, if they had it in stock, you know, was able to catch up on all sorts of things, not just Marvel continuity. DC continuity, all sorts of indie titles, all that stuff. So, um, I, but, it, you know, at, early in my comic book reading, you know, life as a kid, I was only into Marvel. So, really, everything leading up to Secret Wars was really my, my big focus in terms of what I'm going to invest in in, in, when it comes to collected editions or floppies um and so that means i read not just the marvel universe leading up to secret wars but you know aaron's thor um all the 
the Venom titles leading up to that, Spider-Man titles leading up to that, um, Fantastic Four leading up to that, Secret Warriors, S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, man, just all these Avengers, new Avengers. Uh, there was a lot going on, Daredevil. Um, you know, there a lot of things ended up, you know, falling into secret wars and after all that investment you know what i just rattled off was a bunch of runs that doesn't include those titles like i like a you know utopia fear itself siege uh planet hulk world war hulk those were all major events that i had to catch up on and at one point, while I was reading it, I realized that I didn't have Original Sin. And Original Sin was where I was just, like, so close to the end of shit. And I realized that I didn't have it. And somebody had already spoiled it on some platform about how Nick Fury kills the Watcher. I was like, I don't care. I had gotten so fucking far that, you know, I didn't need to invest on the resale market on, on a on a seven issue event that I knew the outcome of my dedication to getting to secret wars and finishing those nine issues without having any of it spoiled was, I mean, prolific. I would not allow anybody. I mean, I danced around everything. If it, if it had any mention of anything related to any of the Marvel titles I was reading and it fed into Secret Wars, I blocked it out because I made the decision that I was going to go way back in continuity, basically from where I left off at that age and catch up. That was my decision. That's that's what I decided I wanted to do in terms of continuity. Um, and I really protected that run of nine issues when it comes to Secret Wars as best I could. Uh, <laughs> I've told I've told a couple people this story. There was one time where I was listening to some podcast while I was taking a shower. This is an apartment, so it had shower curtain. And the podcast was talking about something. And they started getting into Secret Wars and some kind of spoiler thing. Literally, I jumped through the fucking shower curtain, brought the fucking pole down, brought the fucking curtains down just so I could hit and like, you know, turn off on the on the Bluetooth speaker. Cause I, I had come too far. To let some fucking nerds on some fucking podcast like this bullshit spoil something that I invested way too deep in. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that, you know, you do stuff like that, you know what I mean? Committed. That, that's that commitment. That's, that's a real commitment. Um, and it was worth it. You know, <laughs> it was worth it. Uh, it, it was, it was great to, to make it through all those titles and all those runs. I mean, of just every Hallmark and even not Hallmark character or title or book on Marvel, get to Secret Wars and then just know, all right, now everything is open. Now I can read anything. And so all that shit that I had bought in terms of trades, collected editions, runs, I got through Secret Wars. So now I can get into all sorts of titles, whether they be maxi series like Magneto is 21 issues. Uh, I got the Cyclops. I think that one is like uh, 11 issues. You know, things like that Red School. I got a Red School series that takes place after Secret Wars, five issues. Uh, you know, those, those are things that I'm really excited to read and, and it's great because, you know, Secret Wars is done. I made it. it. Took me 18 months, but I got there. And now that leads us to the next point. 
if you're a casual fan and my brother is is some somebody that I want to use in as, as an example here if you're a casual fan how much of of that continuity is necessary or even enjoyable to get into a either you know a run of a character that you're interested in and that's the next thing i want to get into so my brother was telling me about how he he wants to start the aaron thor run and i said you know that is a great run where you can start at the very beginning of his his run his extremely long run on that title and feel you know what is it satisfied complete you got through everything you feel a sense of closure when you get to the last issue uh when you read just the dozens and dozens and dozens of issues that he uh wrote with just all-time collaborators esad ribich i mean the the mike del mundo issues uh later in the run especially when when he goes to the temple of sidorak and it's uh i mean just mike del mundo's art on on juggernaut and and the sidorak temple and, and thor it's, it, it's just so sick man he had all he had he had and, and when i say he i mean jason aaron he had legendary uh collaborators on pretty much that entire run and so you know, my brother reads that and he says, I probably won't read Thor by Kate's until I finish this. And I said, well, yeah, that, that that's understandable. But really what you definitely don't want to read is Kate's Venom without finishing Aaron's Thor. Because basically every single thing about Kate's Venom run is seated in Thor. So there you go. That's an example of continuity where you have to make that investment in a serious amount of issues if you're determined to read the run by Cates and, Thor, uh, and Venom, which has been a center of the Marvel Universe because it's just it was a high-selling issue. It was a high-selling comic. So, um you know the advice there is yeah you you do have to read a shitload of issues of of another run on a title that isn't even the same one to me reading kate's thor from aaron's thor is much more uh call it there's much more it it, it seemed clean break there there almost seem no super necessary uh you know readings of uh of Aaron's Thor to start Kate's Thor um you know Galactus you know Thor and he introduces a character that's you know gone by issue 6 so uh he's probably going to come back but He's definitely gone for a while. Um, but his Venom run, like I said, Aaron's Thor is, is, is so critical for that. Uh, I would say a lot of those uh, Agent Venom runs by Rick Reminder and Colin Bunn, I would say those are, are, are kind of necessary reading too for, for both Slots, uh, Spider-Man, and... Uh, venoms uh, uh kate's is venom so <laughs> venom's kate's uh and, and, and so what i would say to to individuals that are just interested in starting a certain title some starting points and some reboots and some writers lend themselves better to to that to a fresh start to a to a a start that that welcomes new readers in a way that they feel that like they didn't or don't have to read an, uh, an absurd amount of 
preamble. And, and an example of that is when I got back into comics after all these years, uh, one of the first things I read was Hickman's Fantastic Four, not realizing how in in the in the in the roadmap to Secret Wars, you know, that was a that was a you know, I, that wasn't the best way to start and read that title and finish that title. However, I'm going through that, and he's he's calling in everything. He's calling in the Inhumans. He's calling in the Wizard. He's calling in Korvac. He's calling in the Council of Reeds. He's calling in uh, Kang. I mean, just every fucking thing you can fucking... Uh, a nihilist. Fucking everything. Hickman brings it in. And these are things that I had so little experience with until way after having read it. For example, a nihilist. I read that. My first experience with with the nihilist was in Hickman's Fantastic Four. But then I read Annihilation and I said, oh shit, this is why he's a fucking bad motherfucker. It was because of this. It was this story. You know what I mean? Those uh, 16 to 20 issues uh, that are critical. You know, it was the Drax four issues. uh, The... The Nova Corps, four issues, whatever the you know those, those little runs, uh, the Super Scroll four one, and, and then it gets into Annihilation, and and so I had read that in in Hickman's Fantastic Four, and then probably a a year later read Annihilation and and thought, okay, now it clicks, you know. So there's so much to the way that I eventually covered all of Marvel continuity. I say all of tongue in cheek. It's impossible. I mean, you you got to be made of cash to be able to read that entire uh, universe leading up to certain things and i mean 50 percent of it is trash anyway so there's no real reason to keep up with it to that extent but like i said i i was always into what the events are because the events aren't necessarily what create the lasting impact something happens in the marvel events and then whatever it leads into whatever titles it leads into are the ones where the impact is more so felt that's that's their recipe to their to their uh event titles so uh you know fear itself i read that one like i said siege i saw that there was siege then i had to read dark avengers okay read dark avengers now gotta go get the siege straight so you know what I mean? I was really into making sure I understood if there was one word bubble that that referenced something in the past, I wanted to make sure that I got it, that I understood what they were referencing. And like I said, the only major event that I did not read from the time that I stopped reading comics up until when I started again was original sin just because it got to a point where the cost just was, you know, I had spent so much money just collecting everything. And this doesn't even include the DC and mature reading titles, but you know, just the Marvel titles alone, it's stacked up so much just trying to, trying to read all that just for the reset ultimately what functioned as a reset in secret wars so my my less versed comic book friends which is pretty much all my friends because my uh, you know few people are dorks like i am uh and nerds but you know some uh, a lot of stuff they ask me about is you know related to a movie or a tv show they saw uh, I have a buddy, uh, a, a college football buddy, 
that that I consider a real good friend, uh, String. I'm not gonna use his real name, uh, but String. He's on he's on Twitter. That's my guy. Uh, Prop Joe says. I mean, he 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 saw the Vision show and was real interested. He said, "What is it based on?" It was based on Tom King's Twelve Issues. See, you could throw Tom King's Vision at anybody, and it's a good read. You don't need there. There is there is nothing, for the most part, that you need to understand about the Marvel Universe to enjoy that you know award-winning series all you need to know is that the vision can increase and decrease his density just like kitty pride if he wants to go through a wall because he can decrease his density he will if he wants to turn if he wants to increase his density and make a punch of his feel like a boulder they can just like kitty pride up and down density you know that with the powers everything else is who cares? Just just read the book. It's it it, it it all clicks. It's it's a family thing, and uh, it's a family drama and, and a murder mystery drama. <clears throat> it's one of those things where you don't you don't need to have any real kind of background in terms of reading and continuity. You don't need to read West Coast Avengers about white vision. You don't need to read about any of that bullshit, about Ultron, about anything. Tom King's thing stands alone. You can then throw out again, Mr. Miracle, his Mr. Miracle series. I ain't never read anything about Mr. Miracle, but I read Tom King's Mr. Miracle and it was perfectly fine. Made perfect sense. It was fantastic. It's the exact same thing. See, those are the kind of titles that you got to recommend to your non-comic book reading friends because it's not so much that they're out of continuity, but that they are not necessarily reliant on continuity to be enjoyed. Okay, so the event titles, like I said, that's entirely relying on continuity a lot of the runs that i that i spoke on those are entirely reliant on continuity right there in the big two are 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 just so few runs and titles that don't need everything else to conclude or alter in some way if you're reading Daredevil, at some point, some event changes Matt. You know, whether it be King and Black where he, he gets venomized or if it's Shadowland, you know, where where the event is Daredevil. Or if it's War of the Realms where then Matt Murdock and Daredevil becomes Heimdall and he is the vision of the universe. You know, that stuff is reliant on continuity. It won't be enjoyable without having read all the other stuff. But like I said, those things like Vision and Mr. Miracle and and like Strange Adventures that he's doing now, th- those titles don't need an entire backdrop of research. You, you can just start them, read them, and enjoy them. Here's another continuity example. It's Captain America by Brubaker. When I got back into comics, I started reading Brubaker's Captain America. And at no point did it heavily rely on anything before it. And he, he did hundreds of issues of, of Steve Rogers and or Captain America or the Winter Soldier. And there was nothing that was required before. Now, did he bring in old Captain? Yeah, he brought in Baron Zemo. He brought in Red Skull. He brought in Batrock. He brought in everything in between. I mean, he brought in everything. And then he also, again, like I've said, created arguably the most important intellectual property 
for Marvel in, in the Winter Soldier. So he did all those issues. And, and while reading it as somebody that had, had had very little experience, even even in my first go around reading comics with uh, Captain America in terms of his solo title. I mean, shit, he, he knocked that shit out of the park. You didn't you, you do not have to read anything before it or after it to enjoy it. The way it starts and the way it ends is flawlessly executed. And that's all you need. And that's that that is a that is a situation that benefits individuals that are casual fans that don't, you know, want to invest in all the all the continuity before it. And so uh, for an individual such as myself um, that is very interested in, in, in completion, uh, completionism, completionism, I don't know if that's word. if it's not, don't don't DM me and tell me. Um, anyways, so, you know, I'd like to read the Ron Garney, Mark Wade run just because Ron Garney's art is super sick. And Mark Wade is a great writer and he's extremely good at writing characters that are extremely principled. Superman, Captain America, um, and you know, Marvel through those two super talented guys at the character right before Rob Liefeld came in and you know, did heroes are born, whatever. So, uh, you don't need any of that bullshit though, to enjoy Brubaker's Captain America run. If you're lucky enough to get all those things in collected edition or floppy or some mix thereof, I mean, you're in good shape, that, and you need to read that shit ASAP. And you don't need anything else. And, you know, him and Epting really craft a great story from scratch, and uh, concluded, you know, very satisfyingly. And uh, that's probably something that you know I'd like to do deep dives on. The most, the 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 first deep dives that I'll be doing are are gonna be Daredevil. They'll be doing deep dives on daredevil arcs uh in runs like that but but the captain america run by brubaker is just so fantastic and, and so well executed uh with the espionage angle and 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 you can and when they did velvet which which came afterwards you know you could see that same chemistry with brubaker and epting and velvet um which in my opinion is probably brubaker's top three at worst uh titles um so yeah you know there are titles that x-men you know good god let's get into x-men so when it comes to the x-men titles uh i basically when it came to trying to catch up to in continuity with that vast universe, sub-universe uh, of Marvel, you know, it was, uh, you know, that, that, that took some concessions. Basically, there, there are so many titles, subtitles related to that continuity, but overall, it can't all be read in any kind of cost-effective manner. Uh, if you're talking about reading things in a physical medium. So because I like to read in either collected edition or floppy form, you know, just there, there's just too much when it comes to the X-Men that, you know, you would just go broke, you know? I mean, there are so many titles. There, X Men Gold, X Men Red, X Men Blue. Uncanny X Men comes in and out. You never really know when that title is even around. It, it comes and it disappears, and then it comes right back. Uh, so for me, I when I was collecting as a kid 
again, there's that gap that we all experience. Um, you know, New X Men was in its uh, kind of its prime, I guess you could say. It has it, it, it hadn't hit its crescendo yet, uh, which is something I'd like to talk about. So, uh, Grant Morrison basically told editorial, I'm going to do this with Magneto and Zorn. And, and, and that's just the way it's going to be. Nothing can change it. This is the way I'm going to tell the story with these characters slash one character. Um, when I finished, re I, I remember when I saw that, that twist, for the first time I was ready to go to bed and then it was revealed that Magneto was Zorn all along and I not even bullshitting you literally dropped to my knees from my couch it was that fucking amazing the only other thing that had made me do that in entertainment ever was watching because I, I was watching Breaking Bad live from the first episode so I watched that entire series week to week. I never saw it in uh, binge form. And there was a uh, season finale, I can't remember, I think it was the third one, where Jesse is basically all but dead to rights. You know, the essays are gonna pop him. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Walt pops in, runs him over, Shoots him in the fucking head and says, get in the car next season. Oh, that was bad as shit. And the only thing that it ever made me drop down out of my chair. Grant Morrison pulling that shit with Zorn, making him Magneto all along. My God, that was fucking fire. And I didn't have to read any of the previous X titles to realize how amazing that was. You understand? And so that's what we're going to continue going into. So after I read New X-Men, which after the Magneto reveal, I ended up reading the rest of the... I, I ended up reading the rest of the Grant Morrison new X-Men run in the rest of the night. I stayed up till about 2.30, 3 a.m. I was just so blown away by that. I, I didn't see it coming. And that's what I'm very good at. I'm very good at dodging the uh, ending or the surprise to anything that I plan on watching. Like, I don't watch trailers. If there's a video game that I know I'm going to get, I don't watch any gameplay of it. I know I'm going to get it. Why the fuck do I need to ruin it with anything else? I know I'm going to get it. I don't need you fuckers ruining it. Movie, same thing. Don't watch a lot of movies anymore. But anytime I know that I'm going to love it, I don't need to watch a trailer. I just go and watch the movie. Same thing with the books. Uh, when it comes to Grant Morrison times X-Men, something that I started way back in the day, I knew that was going to be amazing. And it was. It was honestly infinitely better than I could have ever imagined um, when I, I picked it back up, restarted it, and then finished it. So from there, I did... Uh, Astonishing X-Men by Joss Whedon. Thank God his loser kid didn't have any say in it back then. Uh, I don't think his loser-ass kid was even born yet to ruin something. Uh, thank God. Uh, and then from Astonishing X-Men, uh, there was a whole lot of stuff in between that and when I got to Kieran Gillen's X-Men. And I just asked my cousin, because my cousin reads everything I, when it comes to the X-Men. I didn't give a shit. I wasn't going to go and, and pay for a bunch of uh, obscure X-Men runs. 
uh, to figure out how Candy Pride got out of that uh, giant bullet. I just asked my my X Men cousin, um, who loves that shit. <clears throat> got it from there. Uh, from there, I went into Warren Ellis's X Men, which is great. Um, Warren Ellis, the most bizarrely vilified guy in the world. When it comes to comic books, I'm not entirely sure what he did that was wrong. But, uh, you know, other than just using his celebrity to smash same way that any athlete, uh, college or professional does, same way any actor, amateur or professional does, entirely not sure what he did wrong, but you know sorry that they didn't get big after smashing him sucks uh hate that hope y'all hope y'all good so anyways um you know after after kitty pride gets out the bullet i was reading uh what is it uncanny excellent by uh kieran gillen um really good and i feel like kieran gillen's x-men run was completely lot uh uh blindsided by just having to incorporate every stupid marvel event every like four issues he just couldn't tell his story and because he's such a uk dude he he wrote emma frost and in sinister so well and 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 it really never he never really got to cash in on that because marvel continually just forced his title into event after event after event after event and honestly his storytelling and and his run it really deserved a lot better than that so just again as i'm trying to read x-men just to get to Secret Wars. Um, you know, these are investments. Not, you know, so you had Kieran Gillen's X-Men, okay? But then you, for me, as a completionist, had to then go get the uh, event titles tying into his X-Men run. Because I was already invested. I was already that deep. I was already that close to Secret Wars. Okay? And... I mean, the fact that I want to read things in hard copy is what it, it's what raises the cost of all this shit because I really enjoy just opening something for the first time, something that's brand new, something that's been wrapped in plastic. You, you crack it open, you open the pages. And you just get that new comic book store smell, like they say that new that new car smell. I mean, comic books have that, and uh, as corny as it sounds, I love that. I, I I try to read different titles on Marvel Unlimited. My my cousin gave me his login for it, and it's just it's. It's just so not satisfying. There's nothing. It, it, it's such a watered down way to enjoy, you know, the medium. So because I have to get everything in, in hard copies, that's when, you know, Kieran Gillen's uh, X-Men run gang chopped to pieces, you know really just just sucked and uh you know he had a really great story he had a really great storytelling he had a really great voice when it came to a lot of those characters because you know he's of that land you know he's of the uk and he's really good at at you know, having that 
that royal that you know that queen's english as they call it when it comes to sinister and uh emma frost and and it, and it was just fantastic i really wish it wasn't broken up and then of course the uh, the other x-men title uh that was a highlight that i felt to include before uh Secret Wars was Rick Remender's X-Force. Um, it's, I don't know why they don't collect the X-Force by Priest before that. Uh, Priest, for some reason, doesn't, I guess, have the same name recognition as Remender. But it's a great run. It basically sets up x23 for who she is now uh, i really wish that was an easier run to grab but at least thankfully the remender x-force is very easy to collect and as a major 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 phantom x fan i'm very happy for it and uh i'm very glad that it uh that I was able to to read a story that 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 relies heavily on that character, and it was a nice pickup from from Grant Morrison's X Men, and, and and see that's where that continuity, that completion, that completionist mentality comes in benefits for when you dip out. Because Phantom X, I remember reading that back then. But then coming back and then really understanding that just wild character with its, you know, just, you know, the power set isn't, you know, it's such a Grant Morrison creation. And then coming back and then reading X-Force, you know, that was really great was seeing that net bridge from from new X-Men to X-Force. Yeah, with X-Men. I basically read it where I could get the collections. Uh, so the last thing I want to touch on when it comes to continuity investments is uh, Daredevil. Um, I collected a lot. So I had read back in the day, I had, like I had mentioned, I had read uh, Kevin Smith's Eight Issues. I had read uh, various Frank Miller runs that my brother had laying around the house. So, when I started rereading that title, and it became clear to me that that was my favorite character, I waited until that Frank Miller box set came out for Daredevil. Uh, I read through his entire run, went to Bendis, went to... Brubaker went to Wade, went to Soul, went to Zdarsky, and now one of my major collecting uh, goals is get all of Anna Senti's run in a floppy form because she is criminally undercollected by by Marvel and. Uh, you know, I was able to, you know, fortunately catch oh Andy Diggle because he did uh, Shadowland and and the issues surrounding it. Uh, you know, that was another major continuity thing that I refused to break. It was I'm gonna start it from Frank Miller from the get go, and I'm gonna read all the way through. But the problem is, like I said, they don't put Anacenti's collections in, in trades or hardcovers or, hard or omnibus just because Marvel is is dumb shit. So, uh, you know, that's my favorite character. I got to see, you know, Bullseye interpreted in, in, in so many different ways. Who is is not just my favorite character, but you know between you know him and, and Phantom X and then Daredevil are my probably my top three. 
Marvel characters. Um, it, you know, that was that was pretty great getting through all that. That was a very long journey, uh, a very expensive one as well. Uh, like I said, some of this stuff, if it's out of print and it's uh, and it's not available on Schmin Schmuck. Shermades, uh, then you know, then you start having to get creative and trying to find uh, a collected edition of certain things or floppy runs of uh, certain things, you know, fall from grace, uh, end of days, you know, that was something that I tried collecting as a floppy and then it was just getting outrageously expensive. And then I found a hardcover edition of, of all the issues for, I think it was $9 was what two of those bullshit, stupid fucking issues cost. So you never really know when you're going to break, you know, break good on, on that stuff. Uh, when you're trying to catch up in continuity. All right. So we ran through lots of titles that I felt compelled to, uh, and, and focused on Marvel. That does, this does not include my DC, uh, continuity, uh, spending and reading. Uh, nor does it include any kind of uh, mature reading. Um, today's topics in terms of continuity included Marvel, which was my heaviest investment, which was my heaviest uh, time investment, money investment, between the trades, the floppy runs, you know, I couldn't get a fucking trade of Ultimatum in the Ultimate Marvel Universe. No matter how many of you dummies hated it. Couldn't get it. But then I found all five issues in floppy form for six bucks. And it was like, so a dollar twenty each issue or whatever. Right around there. So, you know, catching up had its wins and losses monetarily but overall i was able to read the stories uh that i either really wanted to include before getting the secret wars or felt compelled to reading uh a lot of it was feeling compelled to read but um I don't want to discount how many great comics I read uh, on the on the on the way on my very long you know eighteen month journey to to Secret Wars. Um, you know, Ultimate Marvel was a very long collection, a very long journey to get Daredevil. I mean, reading all the Fantastic Fours. Uh, man, it goes on and on and on. But I loved that stuff. I really did enjoy the... Uh, the... The catching up on canon. Uh, it was it was great to finally read the stories that I had heard so much about. Or, uh, you know... You know, I had heard of the Winter Soldier. It was really great to finally see how how that happened. I really do love seeing, by the way, that 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 first issue slab going for six hundred bucks. That shit is wild, man. I got that whole for a hundred. Amazing. So, that, again, another speculation episode, I suppose. But uh, I really, I uh, I really do enjoy my. Uh, time catching up to continuity that's something that you know i didn't use marvel unlimited to do i did it 
in hard copies, which accelerated the cost. But it was it, it was the way I wanted to read it. It was at the time a way that I I could I I could afford to do so, and uh, you know. <clears throat> I don't regret any of that that money spent on 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 collections or, or flappies. It was it was a lot of fun reading that stuff. So uh, you know, I, I'm now caught up on Marvel. I'm relatively caught up on DC. You know, the, you know that'll be another podcast. You know, caught up on a lot of uh, mature reading, meaning you know just different image titles, Boom Studio. You know, go on and on and on and on. Um, it, it it's fun to be able to get to a certain point where you you hit these milestones and are able to essentially enjoy anything being released because you've already hit you know all 18 holes so to speak you know i don't play golf but from what I can understand, you hit 18 holes, you go to a clubhouse, you have a cheeseburger. For me, all 18 holes was getting through Secret Wars. Going into the clubhouse and having a cheeseburger is everything else at this point. Uh, the Miles Morales saga that takes place after Secret Wars. The Dan Slot, uh, Amazing Spider-Man that takes place after superior spider-man and 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 in the same way uh after secret wars spider-man after secret wars um you know i have a lot of that stuff that i really want to read that because I, i i got past that i can now either go way back you know like with claremont's x-men or I can now go way up front, you know, end of, of slot Spider-Man. Um, Brian Michael Bendis Morales. Uh, all this stuff. You know, it makes it real easy once you hit that that major reset, that major milestone. It, it gets real easy to uh, uh pick things off the shelf and and enjoy them without worrying about spoiling something major so uh you i I suppose we could do another episode on continuity but maybe not so marvel focused uh as i continue to go through dc stuff maybe we can do a dc one um but right now i'd say uh we we covered the ground pretty well when it comes to Marvel, and uh, I, I'm pretty happy with that. I'm I'm, I'm pretty happy with uh, all uh, that I read, all that I invested. Uh, that stuff will, like I said, it'll all be there uh, for somebody's kids, mine or my brothers or my cousins. It'll be there somebody so we collected it up appreciate you guys listening um gonna try and put together the box giveaway this weekend today is july 6th tuesday so hopefully this weekend on saturday or sunday uh, i can put that together and uh get the get the raffle uh the free raffle uh posted so thanks for listening if like i said earlier you have access to the vaccine you're choosing not to get it go fuck yourself if you're uh not wearing masks in public because you're tired of it go fuck yourself uh go get vaccinated wear a mask if you're not going to do those things like i said hit pause stop whatever go fuck yourself
Go fuck yourself hard. Get vaccinated. Wear a mask. Thanks for listening to Screwed Up Comics. Screwed Up Comics.